This is Rob Scott, and you're experiencing Fundamental Shift from BackToBreath.com. When I feel dissatisfied, when I come to a place, and I'm speaking for everybody now, when we all come to a place where we feel dissatisfied, it's very natural to imagine something out in the world that will make us feel better. I've talked about this thousands of times. This is the motion of time, uh, betterment, becoming, all that. This show is called Goals That Make Us Happy. And what it's going to be about is that having goals isn't necessarily a bad thing. But getting lost in these things that might make me happy is really where the issue is. This talk is inspired by uh, a listener who sent me a an article this listener has become a good friend of mine and um, she sent an article out of American Psychologist the October 2006 issue and it's titled mental balance and well-being building bridges between Buddhism and Western psychology and the article is fantastic it goes through comparing scientific studies to what the Buddhist tradition has been teaching for thousands of years and historically psychology excuse me, historically psychology has basically been trying to fix problems with uh, the human mind and only recently has it started to think about well-being and wholeness as a goal instead of just fixing uh, problems. So uh, it's a fantastic article. I suggest if anyone can get their hands on it that they read it. About a thousand show ideas came to me out of this article, so it was a, a great thing to read. One of them that I'm going to talk about today is this concept that Buddhism doesn't uh, necessarily state that goals are bad for us, that we shouldn't have goals, but we should be wise in how we choose them. And so I want to spend some time discussing that motion of dissatisfaction and what goals do for us, which goals support us, and how we can decide which are supportive goals and which are uh, more empty goals. And how we can make good choices around that. So thank you very much for listening. Let's get started. If I were to ask 100 people on the street what makes them happy, I wonder how many would think that it was things about them that make them happy and how many would think that it just came from inside. The concept that we can have a sense of well-being about us that is not related to how much money we have, how much family we have, Uh, these external kinds of things, is great in concept, but how many of us can actually walk around and feel that? A good question to ask yourself, uh, and I'm stealing from this article that I mentioned, is if you were to lose everything material and everything uh, monetary, and, and at what point would you start to really feel destitute, and what point would you still be okay with things? If you lost your house, your significant other, Uh, all these things, would you still have a sense of well-being? And I would say that you're on the upper end of uh, our, you know, evolutionary scale if you can feel like losing all those things would still leave you with a sense of well-being. And so in some sense, that's what we're shooting for. We're shooting for that, of course, without actually losing any of the stuff. Uh, You know, we don't have to lose these things. We don't have to go live in a cave to experience this. But as we grow in wisdom, we start to realize that our happiness is not dependent on money and all these things. So this is proven in 
certain scientific senses, and I shouldn't say proven because it's. I just want to state quickly that it's very difficult to take scientific study of subjective experience. So we can do a scientific study where we ask people, do you feel better after this kind of action? And that's still not absolutely objective. And so it's, it's virtually impossible because we're involved in the study to be absolutely objective. So as we talk about proving things scientifically, I just want to state that that gets a little weird and I don't want to lean on it too hard. But what I'm saying is there are scientific studies that are looking at and interviewing people as to their level of happiness, their perceived, uh, you know, sense of well-being. And it's shown over time that even lottery winners who think that they're going to win this lottery and be endlessly happy, that that happiness doesn't last. And that these external stimulus-driven things that end up bringing happiness or bringing well-being to us don't really last. And so the question is, what does last? American psychologist says that the true causes of permanent lasting you know, well-being are rooted in a wholesome way of life and nurtured through the cultivation of mental balance. They come to fruition in the experience of wisdom and compassion. In this way, the pursuit of genuine well-being, understanding, and virtue become thoroughly integrated. And I'm quoting that article there. So that sounds pretty lofty. You know, how do we do that? What does that mean, right? It's this sense of a goal that is well-being. It is the sense that my goal is self-knowledge and self-understanding and self-awareness. That ends up being a goal that makes us happy. The goals for money and the goals for experience and hedonistic pleasure and all that are not bad. Don't get me wrong. In fact, as we have a sense of well-being, we end up realizing that we can enjoy those pleasures even more. The problem is when we get lost thinking that those hedonistic pleasures, that drink at the bar, that amount of money that I need to get, all those things, once we get lost in thinking that those are going to give us lasting pleasure, we end up with deep imbalance in our mind and ultimately a whole lot of unhappiness. And as it turns out, it's unnecessary unhappiness because there is another way. So what goal is positive again? It's that goal of self-understanding, that goal of what about this do I like, that self-introspection, that turning the light on the inside in some way is where we can start to say that's the virtue that I want, that's what works for me, that's what wisdom is. The whole point of this show is that we want stimulus-free well-being. We want the realization that we are okay as we are and that our happiness is not dependent on external things. So look at your goals. What do you obsess about? What do you want? Is it that raise at work? Is it looking better in your significant other's eyes? Is it that new car? Is it that Christmas gift you can't wait for? Is it that trip, that vacation planned? What do we do when we realize that that is what I'm focused on? And, okay, Rob, I understand that those aren't going to bring lasting happiness. Well, I've stopped believing in lasting happiness, Rob. I've stopped even looking for that. And now I lean on the drink at the end of the day because that's what, that's what brings me happiness for an hour. 
Uh, the vacation is what brings me happiness once or twice a year. So that's what I lean on, Rob. What do we do instead? Well, if you're listening to this monotonous voice over and over again, I would suggest that you have an interest in looking inside. And the clarity that this can bring, this understanding that when your goal is stimulus-driven, when we're looking to feel another way, when we're looking to have another thing, any of that stuff, whenever it's stimulus-driven, doesn't mean we don't go for it, but we got to realize that that's not where our lasting happiness comes from. Lasting happiness comes from this inner quest, this inner knowledge that we need to begin looking for again and again and again, because it's always a beginning. It's always now. So take this moment to just take a deep breath, feel good about where you are and what you do. That inner dissatisfaction, there's two things we can do with it. We can either try and quell it and make it go away by achieving things, or we can stop and listen to it and really be where we are. And when we stop and actually sit where we are, we see that that dissatisfaction doesn't stay. It moves and shifts around and can turn into joy. And that is a true sense of well-being in this moment. And that is durable and permanent and available to us all whenever we want it. So get to know what your goals are. The external ones that are stimulus-driven are probably not going to bring you lasting happiness. Get used to that. The idea that you can look inside and see how you really feel is when we're going to start to understand what true well-being is. So that's my show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Be kind to yourself and everybody else. Bye-bye.